Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hare Rama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaiyo Goranitai, 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 Jai Goranitai. Jaiyo Jagana, Jai Jagannatha, Baladeva Jai Sri Subhadra. Jaiyo Radha. 
बलभ राध बलभ श्री राधे जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर थ्री वर्स नंबर ट्वेंटी एट नाम आदाय बीजाय नाम आदाय बीजाय ज्ञान विज्ञान मूर्त ज्ञान विज्ञान मूर्त प्राणेन्द्रिया मनोबुद्धि प्राणेन्द्रिया मनोबुद्धि वीकारुषे नाम आदाय बीजा ज्ञान विज्ञान मूर्त प्राणेन्द्रिया मनोबुद्धि वीकारुषे
विकारे व्यक्ति ईयुषे नाम आदाय बीजाय ज्ञान विज्ञान Word for word meaning Namaha. I offer my respectful obeisances. Adaya unto the original living creature. Bijaya the seed of cosmic manifestation. Jnana of knowledge. Vijnana and of practical application. Murtaye unto the deity or form. Prana of the life air. Indriya of the senses. Manaha of the mind. Buddhi of the intelligence. Vikarahe by transformation. Vyaktim manifestation. You say, who has obtained? Translation, Srila Prabhupada. I offer my obeisances to the original personality within the universe, Lord Brahma, who is cognizant and who can apply his mind and realized intelligence in creating this cosmic manifestation. It is because of his activities that everything within the universe is visible. He is therefore the cause of all manifestations. You can repeat the translation. I offer my obeisances to the original personality within the universe, Lord Brahma, who is cognizant and who can apply his mind and realized intelligence in creating this cosmic manifestation. It is because of his activities that everything within the universe is visible. He is therefore the cause of all manifestation. Purport. The Vedanta Sutra begins by declaring that the Absolute Person is the original source of all creation. One may ask whether Lord Brahma is the Supreme Absolute Person. No, the Supreme Absolute Person is Krishna. Brahma receives his mind, intelligence and material and everything else from Krishna. Materials and everything else from Krishna. Then he becomes the secondary creator, the engineer of this universe. In this regard, we may note that the creation does not take place accidentally because of the explosion of a chunk. Such nonsensical theories are not accepted by Vedic students. The first created living being is Brahma, who is endowed with perfect knowledge and intelligence by the Lord. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Tene Brahma Adi Although Brahma is the first created being, he is not independent, for he receives help from the Supreme Personality of Godhead through his heart. 
There is no one but Brahma at the time of creation. Therefore, he receives his intelligence directly from the Lord through the heart. This has been discussed in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Brahma is described in this verse as the original cause of cosmic manifestation. And this applies to his position in the material world. There are many, many such controllers, all of whom are created by Supreme Lord Vishnu. This is illustrated by an incident described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. When the Brahma of this particular universe was invited by Krishna to Dwarka, he thought that he was the only Brahma. Therefore, when Krishna inquired from his servant which Brahma was at the door to visit, Lord Brahma was surprised. He replied that, of course, Lord Brahma, the father of four Kumaras, was waiting at the door. Later, Lord Brahma asked Krishna why he had inquired with Brahma, why he had inquired which Brahma had come. He was then informed that there are millions of other Brahmas because there are millions of universes. Krishna then called all the Brahmas who immediately came to visit him. The Chaturmukha Brahma, the four-headed Brahma of this universe, thought himself a very insignificant creature in the presence of so many Brahmas with so many heads. Thus, although there is a Brahma who is the engineer of each universe, Krishna is the original source of all of them. Amagyanatimirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jenatasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sate Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Bancha Kalpataru Vyascha Kripa Sindhu Bevacha Patitanam Pavane Bhavaishnave Bhavonamo Namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Namam Shnapadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gorvani Pracharine Nirvisheshunnevadi Paschata Deshatarine Hare Krishna So this very interesting section of Srimad Bhagavatam, this particular chapter especially is coming to an end. The name of this chapter is written there, yeah, Hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal. So Hiranyakashipu here is glorifying Lord Brahma and the way he is glorifying is very interesting. Um, we'll discuss that a little bit later, this mentality, the, this particular uh, approach he is taking to glorify Lord Brahma. But here we see Hiranyakashipu has a very clear goal in his mind. After his brother has been killed by Lord Vishnu, he wants to defeat him. His goal is very simple, he wants to take revenge. So it's a, it's a, it's a, the whole austerity for thousands of years, standing on the tip of the toe, hands raised, 
with so much austerity this person has done is nothing but a but a revenge that's burning within his heart that he wants to kill the killer of his brother it's amazing how much one can be dedicated just for revenge along with revenge harinagashipu has another desire and that desire is he will take revenge but he wants to enjoy power and position he wants to be the most powerful person in the creation now this same hiranyakashipu which which uh, which in in our case we to some degree represent in ourselves also our baby hiranyakashipu or very tiny hiranyakashipus we are we also display certain qualities which hiranyakashipu is showing so shila prabhupada in this pur- purport is directly speaking on on further explaining these verses where hiranyakashipu is glorifying lord brahma as all in all if you take this last three or four verses and and the further verses which will come where hiranyakashipu is glorifying lord brahma as the supreme lord it's very easy to just quote this verses and say oh shrimad bhagavatam is telling brahma is the supreme that's why shrimad bhagavatam is not heard read in context under the guidance of devotees it's very easy to come to wrong conclusions for example someone just comes opens the seventh canto and by chance they just open this these verses and they say oh lord brahma is the creator of all the cosmic manifestation he is the supreme and they just close the book and they go just they read this verses this suppose they read this four five verses as in a section and they just leave the temple so they leave the temple with the conclusion brahma is the supreme personality of godhead so honestly speaking for us our saving grace is shila prabhupada's purports so shila prabhupada's purports help us understand and help us to help others understand also what exactly is happening here because how many people will have a chance to go through whole shrimad bhagavatam and 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 worry about what the context is so so here in this particular verse specifically and last two verses also were speaking on very similar lines where shila prabhupada is quoting the first original verse of shrimad bhagavatam where lord brahma receives this transcendental knowledge in his heart on how to do creation but janmadi asayatah the original person who is the source of everything is the supreme lord shrimad bhagavatam begins with that statement so there is a very beautiful story in in this purport shila prabhupada is mentioning and that story is very famous uh, in chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela chapter 21 shila prabhupada men- uh, uh, krishna skaviraj goswami mentions this story where where lord brahma's position along with lord shiva's position is very clearly explained and lord shiva and lord brahma who are one of the most powerful personalities known in this creation uh in terms of positions in terms of who is doing what role in the creation at large there is no confusion on their part but we the followers of these personalities fight sometimes and there are a lot of arguments if 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 you if you see in social media also there is always this tussle so those who are shiva bhaktas they are trying to establish lord shiva is the supreme those who are vishnu bhaktas krishna bhaktas they are trying to establish 
Krishna is the Supreme. And then when taken on very egoistic platform, there is criticism also. The <clears throat> but, but it's good to know exactly what scriptures are saying and how scriptures are saying. Because honestly speaking, there is contradiction even within scriptures, apparently. But if not understood properly, this contradiction leads to such confusions where one ends up criticizing these great personalities. So here, in this pastime, Lord Brahma visits Krishna in Dwarka. And right at the gate, the doorkeeper stops him. He said, yes sir, whom you want to meet? I want to see Krishna. Who are you? Just tell him, Brahma has come. So the gatekeeper goes back to Krishna and tells that, oh, Brahma has come. And now Krishna wants to do some Leela. He wants to play with Brahmaji. He wants to show him something extraordinary. And through him, he wants to show us something extraordinary. So Krishna asks his gatekeeper, go and ask which Brahma. Now, it's, 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 a, it's very uh, shocking for someone at the position of Brahma. When someone comes and asks you, which Brahma are you? And that too, Krishna is asking. He is not an ignorant, ordinary chap. Everyone knows who Krishna is. Even Brahma came to seek blessings of Krishna. So it was very bewildering. And we see further in the past time what happens. So he says, I am the father of four Kumaras, that Brahma. Who is the, who is the father of original Kumaras? The gatekeeper goes back and tells Krishna, the father of four Kumaras is outside. Okay, okay, send him. Now Brahmaji comes in presence of Krishna and first thing he does, he see pay obeisances to Krishna. He pays his pranams. And Krishna just asked him, okay, what made you come here? How can I help you? And Brahmaji said, I'm not interested in answering that question. First you answer my question. Why did you ask which Brahma? Uh -huh. He said, I will not answer your inquiry, why I am here. First you answer my inquiry, why did you mention which Brahma has come? Is there someone else? Other than me in this universe as Brahma? And then Krishna said, wait, I want to show you something. Charitamrita mentions Krishna sat in meditation and within moments, all the Brahmas of all the different universes started coming in that same room. Our Brahma has how many heads? Four heads. Ten-headed Brahma. Twenty, hundred, thousand, ten thousand, million, ten million-headed Brahma. The room filled with all the Brahmas, with all these big heads. And then all this Lord Shiva from all the universes also started coming. Because every universe has Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh, who is managing the affairs. So all the lords, all the Shiva from all the universes started coming with their multiple heads. You know how many heads our Shivji has? That's what the show is Panch Mukhi. Five heads. So many Lord Shivas came from all the different universes. Now Brahmaji says, then in Chaitanya Chaitamrita, I am feeling like a rabbit in front of a giant elephant. Because all these Brahmas are here in the room and imagine, you know, you're, you're in the, such a situation. You, know, you feel somewhere hiding place, if there is a hole I can enter and disappear. So Brahmaji was feeling very awkward. And that in, in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya, chapter 21, 71 verse, it says, So Brahmaji says, now, who can estimate the potency 
inconceivable potency of Krishna. Now all the Brahmas who were there were resting in one body of Krishna. How powerful he must be that all the Brahmas are resting in the body of Krishna, in the universal form of Krishna also, the whole cosmic creation. So now all these Brahmas and Lord Shiva, interestingly, they did not know and they could not see that there is someone else in the room other than them. Only our Brahma, Chaturmukhi Brahma, four-headed Brahma could see all of them. So they all just came and they were, for them it was as if an individual inquiry with the Supreme Lord. My dear Lord, what can we do for you? Why did you ask for us to come here? And Krishna said, very politely, oh, just wanted to see if everything is okay in the universe. No asuras are troubling you, right? Say, no, no, my dear Lord, with your blessings, we have, we, have, we, have, we have been able to conquer all the demonic forces and everything is going fine in our universe. You have descended on the earth planet. Now they are talking about their universe because Krishna, after our universe, he continuously travels to different, different universes performing his Leela. So he says, you appearing on the planet earth has already destroyed all the demonic forces. Hmm? So we are very happy and satisfied. Okay, then leave now. That's it. I just wanted to ask you if everything is okay. And they, all the Lord Shivas, all the Lord Brahmas leave. And then our Brahma, who is very disturbed, very surprised by this whole, whole arrangement of Lord's Maya Shakti, what exactly happened? This, the, this, this, uh, we'll not call it illusion because the Lord actually called all the Brahmas, but for Brahmaji, it was too much to handle. In, in, uh, then Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami quotes a very beautiful verse which Brahmaji in, while offering prayers in 14th chapter of 10th canto glorifies the Supreme Lord. That, um, uh, and that's, where, that's also a very interesting pastime. We all know that Brahma Vimohan Leela where Krishna actually bewildered Brahmaji for one full human year where Brahmaji even could not figure out how come the cowherd boys and the calves were still present while they are in my captivity also. Hmm. So Brahmaji says, Jananto eva jananto kimba hukutya na me prabhu manaso vapusu vacho vaibhavam tava gochara. Now this is amazing humility of Brahmaji. This particular verse puts us in perspective also. When we think, oh, I know this many shlokas, when we being devotee for many years claim many things. Lord Brahma says, there are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let them think in that way. As far as I am concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. <laughs> oh my Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond the reach of my body, my mind and my words. It's Brahmaji seeing this very amazing opulence of the Supreme Lord offered these prayers. In this, in this scenario, Brahma saw multiple Brahmas and Shivas of different universes. But when he offered these prayers, he saw unlimited Vishnus with four hands emanating from Krishna's body and coming back to Krishna's body. But that was too much for Lord Brahma to handle. And in that humility, Brahmaji says this statement. Now, where we are at, 
when we are trying to discuss uh, Hiranyakashipu's approach, there are a couple of very interesting points I just wanted to discuss. How Hiranyakashipu, if you remember, just few verses back, or I think last chapter only, when his brother was killed, Hiranyaksha, and his whole family was mourning the death of Hiranyaksha. Hiranyakashipu came with all this Atma Tattva philosophy, this full Siddhanta that we are not this body, we are soul. Why are you crying? The body has gone to next, uh, the soul has gone to next destination. Nothing is permanent in this place. You please do not lament for the loss of your loved ones. Now, how much contradiction, what a contrast is this chapter, that this person has just one chapter before taught. He has pretty much given this philosophy that we, no one is eternal. Uh, everyone has to die and soul goes to the next destination. And the name of the chapter is now he wants to be eternal. You see the demonic mentality. <laughs> he has just told, just few verses before, that soul moves to the next destination, body has to die. And now what is his prayer to Brahma? That I should never die. And this is very typical materialistic teacher or preacher also, I would say. <laughs> uh, very typical. There was, a, there was a sadhu, he was traveling, he was a known sadhu for that village. And someone's son died. And then the sadhu goes to that family and he, he gives full siddhanta, you know. Dhiras tatra Body has to go through the change. And for some people the change happens in an early age and then goes to the next body, you please don't lament. And he fully pacifies the family and then they feel very nice that, oh, this amazing philosophy is very heart transforming. And then week later, they heard while going through the, through the, through the kutia, to the, pl the place where the sage, sage lives, that he's crying. So they went in and they said, Swamiji, why are you crying? He said, oh, my goat died. Uh -huh. So he said, but week before only you told me when my son died. This is your goat who, which has died. Uh, that uh, a sober person should not be bewildered by such a change. He said, because that was your son, but this is my goat. <laughs> uh, this is my goat that has died and the pain is, I am feeling the pain. Uh, so I am crying. So, uh, now Hiranyakashivu is pr pretty much showing, or much more than that, he's showing these symptoms. But isn't it, as devotees, we also show that. Uh, because we all are in the stage of transformation and naturally this will come. Another very interesting thing which is seen in the trait of Hiranyakashipu which, which we have a tendency to show also and that is if you see the style of prayers of Hiranyakashipu to Lord Brahma, the style of prayer is very flattery. He is glorifying him a lot. But imagine, you know, with all this glorification, the agenda in his mind is, I want to be Brahma. I want to become Brahma and immortal. Hmm. Huh? No, Brahmo. He wants to be Brahma. Huh? So, uh, he wants to be Brahma. There are Brahma, it's Brahman, it's Brahmand, and there's Brahma. 
<laughs> so the, all the different meanings are there. Every every word has a different meaning. Brahma, not not a with a, not a Brahma, a uh, Brahma. But Brahma means bewildered, illusion. Huh? Brahma means this personality. Brahman means the effulgence of the Lord. Brahmand means the universe. Yeah, after the class we can discuss otherwise the topic will go somewhere else and we'll end up discussing creation chart. So, now here Hiranyakashipu's approach <coughs> in praying or in glorifying is to occupy his position. This is a very typical material trait. If you see in materialists also, in a position, a servant or a junior employee is very faithfully serving the senior. And follows and all the instructions, carries out all the orders, but in his mind he is very clear. I want to gain that position. Hmm? A Vaishnav Siddhant is, while serving the superiors, is Gopi Bhatur Padra Kamale or Dasa Dasa Anudas. I am the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, who is the master of the gopis. So, in that statement what I am saying is, I am the servant of this devotee, who is my authority, who is a servant of his authority, his superiors. He is a servant of his superior. They are servant of previous acharyas. They are servant of their previous acharyas and it goes on and on. And we are serving the whole Guru Shishya Parampara. Hmm? But a materialistic mindset is what? While serving, the mentality is to occupy that position. Hmm. And that is very classic case of envy. Uh, most of the employees, while working, desire if I can be the owner. How many employees, while serving the owner, feel that, my dear Lord, thank you for giving me this job. Please bless me that for my whole life, I can be a humble servant of this master. No one thinks like that. But as devotees, we pray like that, right? That I can be a humble servant of my spiritual master for eternity. Chakhudan dilujai. Janme Janme Prabhu say. Birth after birth, you are my Lord and Master. But materially, it's so opposite. No one thinks like that. Everyone wants to assert the position of their superiors. And when that same mentality comes in devotional communities, you know how you see the reflection as? A student in the Bhakti Riksha wants to lead the Bhakti Riksha. Uh, he wants to replace the Bhakti Riksha leaders, starts fault-finding, I could do better. There is a better way to preach. There, are, there were Prabhupada disciples who started criticizing Prabhupada, which all this what Prabhupada did is that, oh, if we could have done, Prabhupada could have done this better, results would be better. He didn't really figure out how to preach effectively. And, and, and the, the, the mindset was what? I will do my way. And I'll preach in a better way. What happened? The person could not even chant 16 rounds in six months' time. Why? This materialistic mentality will not function in spiritual life. So those who are, someone who is a Bhakti Riksha leader, he wants to run multiple Bhakti Rikshas. And then someone who is closely assisting management in temple, then they are thinking, when will that day come? I'll be the temple president. Very faithfully serving the temple president, but what is in the mind? When will the day come? I take that position. It's a very, very materialistic position. Very 
commonly seen and 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 we see in spiritual institutions even in many places in india also we see in uh, spiritual organizations spiritual institutions politics happens groupism happens what is the seed of politics is power and position it's a very materialistic goal mindset that while i am serv being servant of the servant learning how to be servant of the servant i actually want to be master of the master mm. very much renekashipu style mentality mm. so these two traits which renekashipu displays are very much seen in a materialistic person or even a devotee who is fighting with his materialistic tendencies first trait is that we say something but when it comes to us there is no application there is it's very difficult to apply that philosophy that's why the way keshav prabhu puts it there are two two types of lies one is a white lie one is a black lie now white lie we can speak that if you chant hari krishna mahamantra your life will be sublime my life is not sublime yet i am struggling with my senses i am struggling with my mind but i know this siddhanta is genuine and there is some traces of some taste of chanting hari krishna i have in my life so one can speak white lie if you come to temple associate with devotees it's very transforming you are not transformed yet but you are still saying it other but black lie is a problem hmm? black lie is a, is a is a problem that you speak something you should chant 16 rounds prabhu but in our personal life we are prone to even miss our 16 rounds with the drop of a hat why didn't you chant today i had cold hmm? so it's very easily one can give up once basic sadhana but when it comes to to teach and preach others very boldly giving solid heavy lectures sitting on vyasasana even giving bhagavatam so this this so first is this and the second one is in order to achieve our goals we become subservient but with a very malicious heart with lot of envy in trying to with any given opportunity trying to take away that position now there is no harm in becoming a leader there is no harm in running many many groups bhakti rikshas programs becoming a manager in the temple or whatever but for what purpose if the mood is i want to be an instrument of the of lord chaitanya's compassion and this is the way i can do it i feel this is the way i can contribute being a serv- servant of the lord then yeah no problem that mindset is healthy you still want to be a servant but the problem comes when it is very much uh very much uh, on the basis of of power position name fame glory very detrimental we'll speak about it, uh, how these how these very strong uh anarthas in our consciousness uh, can strike us in a way that we don't even identify and it appears as good as the plant with a beautiful flower in it but it's a weed it's a, it's a weed in the consciousness of a devotee which must be uprooted with proper practices proper guidance otherwise it's the same weed which appears to a very later stage that oh now the plant will fructify into a beautiful fruit and a flower but it ends up that all the energy this plant has sucked away from other sources also and taken away 
in our, from our life. So very, very, very careful one has to be. Because for a devotee, uh, all what matters is our faith. Actually, if we carefully observe the whole practice of sadhana bhakti, in which Vaidhi sadhana bhakti, Raganuga sadhana bhakti is there, leading up to bhava bhakti, and then to prema bhakti, is nothing but nourishment of our faith. It was, it was, it was the pure devotional faith which the Gopas had on Krishna. On that basis, they just walked in the mouth of Agasur. Mm. That, why are you worried? Krishna is there, na? Let's go inside. Mm. So that, that was a very clear display of their pure devotional faith on Krishna. So the whole build-up from Shraddha to Nishtha and then up to Prema is, is simultaneously our faith which is nourishing. And we all must be very careful when it comes to our faith. <clears throat> so now, there is a very interesting definition of faith um, in Chaitanya Charitamrita in Madhya chapter 22, verse number 62. It's a very famous verse, we all must be knowing it. Shraddha Shabde Vishwas Kaila Sudhrida Nishchaya Krishna Bhakti Kaila Sarva Karma Krita Hoi It is that confident, firm faith that by rendering transcendental loving service to Krishna, one automatically performs all subsidiary activities. Such faith is favorable to the discharge of devotional service. Now for us as devotees, this nourishment of faith on particularly this level that if I serve Krishna, sarva karma kritohe, all other subsidiary duties are performed. Everything is performed just by worshipping Krishna. Everything is performed. Oh, no, no. This particular puja I should do of this particular devta. No. If a devotee must come to this platform of this shraddha, that if I have worshipped Krishna, all activities, sarva karma kritohe, all the, my duties, activities are performed. Now, for the lokapal, uh, for to basically not dogpal, but for the for the for to show to the world, I may do different ceremonies. When Srila Prabhupada was installing the deities in Vrindavan on Ram Naomi, he was very clear that installation of the deities happens most successfully during Harinam Sankirtan. But he said people will criticize me, especially in Vrindavan, caste Brahmanas will criticize me. So, you arrange for a massive, organized yajna to happen. Hmm? Many people, they contact us, Prabhu, we want to do yajna. They are least interested in the content of yajna. Forget about we explaining them that Sankirtan yajna is the most powerful yajna. They want fire. They want to see action. No one understands a, a word of mantra what the Purohit the, is chanting while doing Swaha, Swaha. Nobody understands. Nobody is even bothered to understand what he is chanting. Nobody wants to know also. They want to sit around a fire and then what is the satisfaction? Yajna happened. Hmm? But for Kali Yuga, Sankirtan Yajna is sufficient. But no. People want to see action. The interest is in action. Hmm? How much big how much big the endeavor is, how much big the, or how much, how much amazing arrangements we have done to do this sacrifice. And that's why devotees have also come up with these yajyas. 
not that they have come up with, Shastra has devotional yagyas also, and devotees do perform these devotional yagyas, where anyways the, the, the yajman who is organizing this yagya is not interested in the content. But even without their knowledge, they come and they do this yagya, this sacrifice in a way that the devotional credits goes to the yajman, to, the, to, to, to those who have sponsored this yagya. So devotees come up with their own strategies on how to give them Krishna. No one is interested to get Krishna, but, but as devotees, as preachers, people do that, devotees do that. So in association of devotees, um, this goal can be achieved where we come to this stage of Shraddha that no matter what, we understand loving devotional service to Krishna means Sarva Karma Kritahoy, all activities are performed. But now what is the obstacle is what I wanted to discuss today and we'll see some of the obstacles may, some of these weeds we may be able to find in ourselves and try to uproot also. So, in Madhuri Kadamini, when Bhajan Kriya is mentioned, we all know the nine stages, right? Starting from Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha, with, with some faith we come in the association of devotees, Sadhu Sangha. Now what say, saints, saintly people tell us, you do Bhajan, you do devotional practices. You come and chant, you take darshan, you read Bhagavatams, do service in temple and all. Now, what happens with that? As soon as we come and start practicing devotional life, anartha nivritti starts. Our unwanted material desires starts to remove. That's the immediate effect which takes place just by hearing the holy names of the Lord. Just by eating prasadam every day. How many people have experienced this? They're just by eating prasadam. Yesterday only one devotee was telling, Prabhu in 2016, devotees just gave me some prasadam. I just heard a lecture and someone was telling me about some philosophy. I don't know what happened suddenly when problems striked me after four years later. Only thing I could think of is, I should be serious in my spiritual life. I should, after four years, no contact in between. For six months he associated with devotees, took prasadam, disappeared. And after four years, when life really threw him under the, the wheels, <laughs> crushing him, the only thing he said my, came to my mind was, I think I should be serious in devotional life. Where it came from? After four years from nowhere, is this, this Agyat Sukriti, which was taking place. So now, if we are genuinely putting effort to practice Bhajan Kriya, then this Anarthanivriti, this unwanted material desires, go away very fast. And that leads to the fifth stage, Nishta. Now, we are discussing Bhajan Kriya on, from the point of view of Nishta, where we as devotees want to reach as soon as possible. It is explained that till the time we are reaching Nishta, the road towards spiritual perfection is upwards. Oh, there is a lot of heavy weight we have to carry upwards, it's very steep. Till the stage of Nishta, it's very steep. After Nishta, it starts to flatten. Hmm? But when ruchi and asakti, attachment and taste towards Krishna comes, then it's a downfall. Down is, no, downfall sounds negative, but then it's a down, down ways, the journey. Then it's just, you just roll in the happiness experience in devotional life. Hmm? So Madhuri Kandamini explains, so bhajan kriya is divided into two parts. Anishtha bhajan kriya and nishtha bhajan kriya. Anishtha means when the faith is not very firm. So what happens in that bhajan kriya, that practice 
of devotional life, when the faith is not very strong, there are six stages. Now, it, it may not be in a, in a chronology that one after another, but one can experience either of that. So there are six, six stages one can experience in Anishtha Bhajana Kriya, Madhuradakandamini explains. First one is Utsaha Mai, immature enthusiasm. Utsaha Mai, immature enthusiasm. While performing devotional service, just pride can come. See how great I am. What a cooking here. What a lecture. Now who can do kirtan like me? See the garland and you come and ask people. You like the garland today? <laughs> no one's interested in the deity. <laughs> you like the garland and then naturally the next question will be, yeah, very nice, who made it? Oh yeah, they asked me to make so. No. <laughs> and, and, and that's why this very common question is when, pe when someone who is cooking, he will go and ask, salt was okay? <laughs> One person you can ask and you should take feedback because you want to improve your service to Krishna. But when you ask the same question to 10-15 people and you know first one has already told you very tasty sabji proof. So what you want to hear is how to, from many people you want to you hear the same thing. Same thing after giving a class also, you know, it's just very typical. So pride can come in because the enthusiasm to, devo to perform devotional services immature. The second one is ghana tarala. Thick and thin wavering enthusiasm. Sometimes very enthusiastic, sometimes very lethargic, no interest. Kishi Kishi Ram Ram, Kishi Kishi Ram Ram finished. 16 rounds finished. But sometimes very enthusiastic. So all these all these anarthas we experience in our lives, we'll see the the ups and downs are very much connected to whom we are associating with. Whom we are associating with, it, 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 it has a lot of uh, simultaneous effect. The third one is Vyuda Vikalpa, doubts and vacillating resolve. Oh, confused, should I do this or should I don't do this? And it's not just basic confusion, should I perform this devotional service or not? This is confusion in resolve. There are, there are many devotees we have seen who are not even ready after 15 years to take initiation because of this anartha. Not very clear. Will I be able to stick to my prince vows? Should I take? Is this guru good enough? If not, oh, because of old age, the spiritual master has passed away. Now the, the question comes again. Now whom to take initiation? You know, very, very difficult. You know, if someone is in ashram, always confused. Should I stay? Should I leave the ashram? Uh, <laughs> always doubts are there. Uh, always doubts are there. One may feel weak or may even discontinue if we, want, if we don't fix this anartha. Hmm? The fourth is Vishaya Sangara. This is an interesting one. There is a tug of war with sense enjoyment. Hmm? So we are, the, this anartha means the person is constantly fighting to avoid indulging in sense enjoyment. And sometimes we lose, sometimes we win. Hmm? Vishaya Sangara. There is constantly a tug of war with sense enjoyment. So, in this, sincerity of a devotee is tested, whether he's choosing Krishna or Maya. Hmm? The fifth one is Niyamakshama. He's following the rules for the sake of following the rules. Hmm? This person is trying very hard, can't achieve the goals, because Sattva Gun lacks in this devotee. 
So he's following the rules just because he's supposed to. Hmm? Devam Swami Maharaj made a very interesting point once. He said, these, these rules should not be seen as, as foundation. These are the rules of freedom. There's, there's a Prabhupada disciple, Sanyasi, he has written a book, Freedom from Regulative Principles, following regulative principles. Now, if a, if a person who is completely materialistic, when he hears our four regulative principles, no meat eating, no intoxication, no illicit sex, no gambling, for them it is as if we are chained, imprisoned. How are you guys living? With, while following these rules. Hmm? Just can't even think that these are rules which can lead to freedom. So, Devamit Maharaj was mentioning that yes, these rules may appear as if they are very limiting and, and, and they are binding us and very restricting, but they are not. They are rules followed by love. And he gives a very classic example. If a, if a man who is married is walking in the city and he sees a beautiful woman, he doesn't want to look at that woman. He avoids looking at the woman. So now his friend may joke with him that, oh, what is happening? You can't even look at that woman. Uh, why are you so restricting? Why are you so limiting yourself? Why so much foundation? No. He says, I love my wife so much, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that foundation has a very strong principle and the basis is his love for the family. And he doesn't want any interference, any sort of contamination entering that relationship. So he avoids. So that rule he follows is for a very higher purpose. Mm? Similarly as devotees, we follow regulatory principles not seeing it as a mountain on our head and feel the trouble and then, you know, neck pains, shoulder pains, everything pains because we are carrying such a burden. No, these are rules of love. If seen in that way, it's very healthy way of seeing following these rules. So this Niyamakshama, this devotee lacks it. Uh, he doesn't understand why we follow the rules and why we should follow the rules. The, four, the sixth one, the last one is Taranga Rangini, enjoying the material benefits of Bhakti. Hmm? This every devotee in due course will experience, especially for preachers it's very risky. Uh, those who are preaching, material benefits will come in, in big numbers. Followers, money, position, vava, glories, uh, birthday celebrations. <laughs> On birthday celebration, multiple people glorifying. One, one has to deal with it. So playing with the waves of benefits coming as part of devotional life. And then, because this person is weak, he starts enjoying it. We've seen many gurus. Some, some days before only someone was telling one, one proper disciple when he became a guru, he said, oh, finally, now I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm independent after becoming guru. So now enjoying the, enjoying the wave, enjoying in the waves of what devotional life brings to us. So now how to avoid or overcome these six is, is a very important point. And and one of the most impo- powerful way to deal with these uh, stages, which which is leading, which is causing an anishta bhajana kriya, 
is one must keep oneself in association of at least Madhyam Adhikaris more and more. Now when I say Madhyam Adhikari, that means those devotees who are very sincerely trying to practice devotional life. Mm. And if given a chance, one should come in contact with the association of Uttam Adhikaris also, very elevated devotees. Just by seeing their example, just by being in their presence, just by hearing just their one kirtan or one lecture, is just immediately, immediately we, f we can experience these anarthas within us and then we try to change or transform ourselves also. Because the, the potency of a uttama adhikari or a very advanced devotee is that they can slacken this core problem within our heart. And the core problem within our heart is aham mameti, I and mine. This belongs to me and this belongs to my entourage. These are my people, this is my family, everything should be enjoyed by us and me. Aham mameti. And that discourages us from indulging in sense enjoyment. Just, just being, being in presence of a Uttama Adhikari or a very advanced devotee. Hmm? What a glorious example we saw just two days back of His Holiness Kadungana Maharaj's departure. And yesterday was the Samadhi ceremony. In last few days after Maharaj was sick, when so many devotees came and told their experiences, and we were also hearing him online. Um, I was hearing him, his conversation with Bhakti Vikas Maharaj. And then Bhakti Vikas Maharaj made a point that, Maharaj, you have no fear of death. I've observed it. You have no fear of death. And then Kadam Karan Maharaj said, yes, I don't have fear of death. Because, and he says, yes, because our life is sinless. Only a person who is sinful is fearful. When you have not done any sin, why will you be fearful? You will be freed. You know there is no baggage. You know there is no, no guilt. You know there is no one who is, who is waiting for you to punish you. Hmm? It's all clean. It's all pure. Huh? And then we saw as time passed and when Maharaj was bedridden and how he was departing, we are waiting very eagerly for the details to come out. I've heard yesterday only that I think Keshav Maharaj or at least someone who was very close to him will write the whole account of all, what all day by day he was going through in terms of details. We just we were getting a one paragraph or two paragraphs, but very eagerly waiting to know exactly what all happened because it's 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 just by being in touch with someone, showing this example that Krishna consciousness is for real. Uh, if we carefully see, this process works. Otherwise, it's not possible for any human being to display such traits. It's just not possible. The amount of pain you are in, not eaten for 10 plus days, right? No food for 10 plus days and consciousness is as clear. One day we don't get carbs, I'm telling you really. One day you avoid carbs, you feel agitated. One day. After one day fasting, if next day we are, we are asked, to, can you go and serve in the line? So, Prabhu, I fasted yesterday. <laughs> and it's, it's not easy, really. You know, I'm talking about myself here, really, honestly, one day. And then you know, we need quickly to eat something. 
because consciousness is disturbed. How much sthita pragya stage that must be, uh, which Bhagavad Gita is talking about, where you have actually surpassed these material temptations altogether. Hmm? And so just by being in association of such personalities, just by hearing them, just by, just by somehow or other being in contact with them, we can uproot these weeds, this anishta bhajana kriya, and can come to nishta bhajana kriya. Then, when we come to this nishta bhajana kriya, when our devotional practices are on the platform of nishta, firm faith, then this steep upwards journey starts to flatten. And I don't know when that will happen, but we are eagerly waiting to enjoy Kirtan, association of devotees serving in that, that scenario of our lives, you know, when, when the, the steep upwards is flattening. <laughs> so, uh, with these some points, I'll stop and see if any question or comments. We're praying at the Lotus Feet of Maharaj that we can uh, imbibe some of the qualities he displayed. Hare Krishna. Any question or comments? Is it on? Is it on? That's okay, I'll repeat. Oh, yeah, it's working now. Hmm. Yes, bro, tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was comparing this one with uh, chapter 17 of Gita, the first verse, Lord Jesus was king. If somebody doesn't follow the principles of Shastra, but if he worship or if he does with the Bhakti, so does. So is it categorized into Shakti, Tamasya, or Dushi? Then Sri Krishna was spreading about all this. So the question is, uh, in Bhagavad Gita, 17th chapter, Prabhu is saying, Krishna is speaking about following the principles uh, without knowing the purpose behind it. So the question is, what happens to a person who follows these principles without knowing what is happening, but he has proper Shraddha? Uh, Shraddha is a very important ingredient. Uh, I I feel the most important ingredient. and because that faith itself can be a catalyst to awaken the desire to, to not just whimsically, ritualistically do that activity, at least in the beginning stages, when one may perform an activity just uh, purely from ritualistic background, point, point of view. But what Shraddha does is it develops an inclination to to automatically do that same activity more consciously in due course. Why? Because, because, let's please understand, what is Shraddha? Faith is, you are very clear 
that you want to develop your relationship with the Lord. So while performing any such ritual, when you know my time is invested in this activity to perform my relationship with the Lord, a devotee whose Shraddha kept on increasing, that devotee wants to learn how to best utilize this time to most effectively develop my relationship with the Lord. Hmm? So then automatically the devotee becomes very conscious of his activities, the, the rituals also. And that's why you know, they, they say, what is difference between a spiritual activity and a ritual activity is the spirit behind that ritual. Hmm? So a devotee very consciously invests one's time, intelligence and energy in doing that ritual. And that automatically uh, awakens also, uplifts also a devotee's consciousness. So yes, Shraddha is a very important ingredient and more we nourish it, it turns to Nishtha, firm faith. Hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, no, thank you. Very nice uh, answer. And that reminds me when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in South, I think maybe some photos. Correct, uh, that yeah. Brahmana story is very famous yeah, one. Yeah, who see, was just, uh, yeah. the Brahmana, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw this Brahmana just reading Bhagavad Gita and people laughing at him. But he is reading Gita and he is crying. So they asked, why is he crying and why are you laughing at him? He said he is illiterate. But every day he comes, he opens the Gita and he reads. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very curious to know what exactly is happening here. So then he asked this Brahmana, you are illiterate I heard, but why are you crying while reading Bhagavad Gita? He said, I am reading Bhagavad Gita because my Guru instructed me. Hmm? So he is on that Nishtha platform, firm faith that my Guru has given this instruction, I should do with full Shraddha. But what realization happened, what, what that in turn gave it to him was a Sakshatkar, a realization that of qualities of Krishna. And what quality of Krishna dawned upon him is that how amazing my Lord is, that even though he is the source of all cosmic manifestation, he is the source of all material and spiritual worlds, still he becomes servant of his own devotee as a Parthsarthi, as a chariot driver. So now, because of his Shraddha and firm faith on the instructions of his Guru, Krishna's quality dawned upon him. And for us also, is we are waiting for this only to happen. That Krishna's qualities really touches us. And that a devotee does experience when he progresses in bhakti. When we initially come as devotees, we may, we may have some shraddha and we start practicing devotional service. How many of us while performing kirtan remember qualities of Krishna? We are just very much in, in touch with the tune of it and maximum uh, the devotional atmosphere surrounding us and we are carried away by it. But how many of us really, really gets touched while doing Kirtan or while hearing about Krishna, about amazing qualities of Krishna and we keep thinking about it and it touches us. Actually speaking, the progressive stage of chanting Hare Krishna mantra is also that qualities of Krishna must touch the heart. That's why Nama Rupa, Guna and Leela, Krishna's holy name, hmm? his, his form must naturally come to us, then his qualities should really touch the heart and then one is, becomes eligible in very superior higher stages to enter the pastimes of Krishna while chanting that same Hare Krishna Mahamantra.
So this is a gradual progression. So then as you mentioned that this all these attributes, mm. the steps that today I have mentioned all these things. These are stages, not yeah. so it's, there's no chronology. Yeah. One can be suffering from either or or, or all. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you look at the Uddhap uh, when to uh, carry the message of Krishna mm. and then when he came in association with gopis, so his uh, all the layers of knowledge fell apart, mm. right? And he become fully absorbed with bhakti. That yes. they, he he when he saw the the gopis' intensity of bhakti. So yeah. then this kind of layer is required, or this kind of things is required that you mentioned that these are the no. Uddhav Uddha was inside. a pure devotee before only. Uh, Uddhav is portrayed as just a jnana bhakta. Actually, it's not. He was very much attached to Krishna. He was so much attached to Krishna that the, that his body was almost looking like Krishna. He would only wear clothes which Krishna has stopped wearing. He would only eat leftover of Krishna. He was so Krishna conscious that he pretty much looked like Krishna. But to take him to next level of devotional uh, performance, Krishna inspired him Go, to go to Vrindavan and see what even more superior devotional practices. Mm. So, yeah, so Uddhav did experience that. And uh, and for us also, that's why if, if, was, if you remember I was mentioning the point, it's very important to continue our association at any given opportunity with very, very advanced devotees, at least Madhyam Adhikaris or Uttam Adhikaris if given, an, given a chance. We must associate with them. Okay, last if question. Just see if anyone has anything and then... Anybody wants to ask? Questions? Otherwise we'll have two classes. <laughs> no? Okay. Yes, Prabhu. Hmm? Thank you, Prabhuji. Prabhuji, you mentioned uh, how the waves, the benefits of uh, yeah, devotion. Tarangarangini. <laughs> yes, Tarangini. <laughs> how can... What is the good mood to protect oneself from that waves the benefits of devotion. See, please see, especially I'm talking about those who are preaching and then they're more in number of years, they are very much known in devotional communities. If they stop associating with themselves with senior devotees and imbibing their example, their own spiritual master's examples or other spiritual masters, other senior Vaishnavas examples of how selflessly they are serving, but we just see ourselves as on and all in all, because now I know everything. Uh, that's where one falls in this trap, and when and then a secret life begins. Uh, a secret life with, with with ill intention starts. Mm. So a few things are there. One is when, when one is not associating and seeing the example of what selfless service is, how will you perform selfless service? Because our material motivations will constantly be surfacing. So it's good to always keep ourselves in, in an association of selfless servants of the Lord. So very important. And then the other thing is if we sense any such a creeper coming in the heart, it's very healthy to bounce off, to discuss with mature advanced devotees that how did you deal with, with uh, Tarangarangini? Uh, how, what, in, in specific situations, not a general question, but 
but very specifically one can deal with okay i saw you also giving classes to groups i am going through this issue any suggestions how to deal with it now people glorify you when your birthday comes you are on the whatsapp status how to deal with it <laughs> of people's whatsapp status you are there when your birthday comes people are arranging for parties for cakes for gifts now how to deal with it and how did you deal with it <laughs> so it's very important actually association is the game changer to deal with these uh, anishta bhajana kriya um, and then when i say association that also includes shastra shravan scriptural meditation also mm. <laughs> so in ishopanishad uh, i was reading one verse it was mentioned that uh, we need to practice both avidya and vidya correct and then we have to throw both away so can you highlight on this? i think is in connection of this what you just mentioned maybe there's some good connotation about this thank you we don't have to throw both of them away we want to use it in krishna service vidya and avidya both basically it's, it's nice science and and spiritual knowledge simultaneously so um, if we don't understand what how material world operates then will be in a very in a in a wonderland living that offered of devotional life <laughs> and we'll not be able to understand and see when material energy is striking us it will all appear very fancy very wonderful if you don't actually see how the material energy is operating so in many of propas lectures you see you will not hear too much of katha katha too much of pastime based lectures he presents tatva a lot and while presenting tatva the tatva is also about is, is direct krishna tatva direct philosophy surrounding uh, krishna consciousness and it's also uh, dismantling material illusion mm-hmm. or the happiness one derives from material sense enjoyment so it's very healthy and very important for a devotee to understand both of these simultaneously to protect oneself mm-hmm. um if not understood then we will not even figure out oh it's a weed it's it's a weed which is growing next to my devotional creeper so in that sense and for, of course it is very healthy to know it in terms of helping others also for example if you don't know what is currently happening in in the society and you are giving a lecture and someone asks you you know you just you may not know all the details of it but at least at least some idea is good to good to have some ideas you know that's why prabhupad would read newspaper or if he is going to another country he would just see the current affairs of what's happening in that current country and in his lecture he would mention about it staying relevant basically so effective preaching effective contribution if you want to do people's life is good to stay relevant now the way times have changed if you start speaking i'll give you one simple example and we stop if you start speaking about uh, how the society was because you are from 1950s and 60s without understanding that how currently uh, the the issue of gen- gender equality is going on in society now for example this is just one example i'm taking but you speak the way you were in 50s and 60s you may you may alienate many people you may not you may not be completely alienate 
But you can present that same Siddhanta, but if you know the sensitivity of current times, what's going on in people's mind in terms of, of, of feminism and gender issues, at least you can really create a bridge and bring them to, uh, to, to or basically uplift people. So it's good to be relevant and to be relevant you have to deal with material energy to some degree. But Krishna's absorption is the prime diet <laughs> and not this ch chutneys and achar. Next to it. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Grantrashima Bhagavatam ki jaya Srila Prabhupada ki jaya Srila Prabhupada ki jaya ki Purusham